Okay, so this is day eight in the How to Hire the Right Person for Your Business podcast series. Today is all about onboarding them and training them up. This is an essential step to make sure they become a productive member of your team as quickly as possible, but also that you put in some essential follow-up in place to make sure you're building a trusting and lasting relationship with them so they stick around for the long term. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about what you do once you've actually decided that somebody is a good fit for your company and you're going to bring them on board. It's not just as simple as sending them an email and saying, hey, we're ready for you to start. Let's get on with it. Well, actually, it can be. That's the way I used to do it, but it didn't often turn out well. So I recommend you don't do that. I recommend instead you do some of the things I'm going to talk about in this episode. When we take on somebody initially, we want to start that relationship off on a really good note. Hopefully you've sort of prefixed this in your recruitment process. So your job posting talks about what's in it for them. You've been professional throughout the recruitment process. You've shown them that you are a serious company and that you have a systemized approach. These are all really good signs. They mean that actually you know what you're talking about as a business and this is the kind of place that I want to work. So this is all good stuff. You've also done an interview with them, so you've met them, so you've built good rapport from the initial stages. But it doesn't stop there. The first things that we need to do when we get some on board is to show them that we are a professional company and this is the type of place you want to stick around and work for the long term. The amount of effort and and, uh, both cost in terms of money and time in bringing somebody on, in training them up, in paying them their wages, that is a huge investment of time and all the time you've just spent in actually recruiting this person. So you don't want this person to leave in two months time and go off and find another job because, you know, you just weren't, weren't particularly professional or whatever. You want them to stick around because of the investment of time into them. And that person's then going to be trained up and then you're going to have to start all over again. It's a nightmare. And so... That keeping someone for the long term is the one of the biggest ways to save money in your company or conversely, it's the biggest waste of money if they leave after only a couple of months of working for you when they've not even probably added huge amounts of value. So we start off by, we do send them an email, but we get them into our task management system as quickly as possible so we can communicate within our task management software. And uh, But when we send them that email, we invite them to a welcome meeting. And that welcome meeting, we schedule using Calendly or Acuity. We actually use Acuity now. So it's a scheduling app where you link it to your calendar. We set up an appointment type. We give them the link so they can book it in at time convenient to them and when we're available, obviously, also. And then we actually get that meeting booked in. That's the first thing we do. That's when we say, look, hey, you've got the job. Book your meeting. We also include in that job offer the position agreement for the role that they're going to be doing to give them an outline of the responsibilities, the tasks, who their manager is to contact. Um, it doesn't need to be you know, anything you know, over the top. It's just like, these are the sort. this is the sort of stuff you're going to do when you actually come and work for us. So they've got some idea of what it is they can expect. And you know, they can then at least go, wow, this isn't what I expected at all. I really don't want this job. Better to know now than when they arrive um, and you actually set everything up and decide paying the money. The other thing we do is include a terms of engagement, and that is not role specific, but it's company specific. 
And it's also job specific. So what I mean by that is we include things about our company. So the culture, as it's sorry, the values of the company. So they know are they in line with those values? And we hopefully include these in our job posts, but we repeat them here because we want people to fit with our values. Those are the people we want in our company. Those are the people we want to actually employ. So we put them back in here. We also talk about their pay, how much they're going to get paid, when are they going to get paid, how are they going to get paid. And just on that note, if you're using a site like Upwork, you need to pay them through the Upwork system, otherwise you get banned off the system. So if you've hired someone through something like Upwork, just pay them through Upwork. It means you can use that site again in the future. It also gives you a level of um, security as well. And also, if there's any problems, um, you can actually go to Upwork and they'll help you resolve any disputes and potentially get your money back if there's any big issues. So it is actually a really good system to use anyway. You don't pay for it. The person on the other end, so the receiver of the money, they pay a percentage. I think it's about 5% for that service, um, but it allows you to, yeah, as I say, have that extra level of security. So it is a good thing. So we also talk about when they should turn up for work. So what hours do we expect them to work? We don't force people in our company to work um, UK hours, nine to five. It doesn't actually, it's not relevant to what we do. So we actually just say we need an overlap of two to four hours every day so we can have book meetings in and if we need to have client time or whatever, then you've got that availability every day, but we don't force them to work uh, nine to five. And we state that on the terms of engagement. And we also I talk about any benefits that we've talked about in the job posting. Basically, it's a lot of the information that's in the job posting goes on to here as well. And any benefits and also um, say if they're going to get going to get a bonus at the end of the year or if there's bonuses for pay uh, for exceptional work. We could mention that on here as well. So they're really clear. This is what I'm going to do. I see that's your um, position agreement. And this is what is expected from me in terms of showing up for work. Uh, we also have our, our main company policies. So i.e. you will attend the meetings you're booked to attend. You will show up for work when we've, when we've uh, arranged that you'll show up. You'll uh, do the work you're, you're meant to be doing by the due dates, or the, otherwise you'll let us know if there's any problems with that. You'll inform us two weeks if you want holidays off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you put all that on our terms of engagement. And if you want a copy of the terms of engagement, at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a link to get our RecruitRight framework. And on there is a um, example terms of engagement you can use. So you can use that as a, as a template. So um, you can listen out at the end and I'll give you the URL for that. So all this information goes in there. So when they arrive, they basically know what is it going to do, how they're going to do it, what they're going to pay for it and anything else relevant. So that then sets things off really well. They look at this, if they're happy with it, they can sign them. So you can use e-signing software. So you can use like EchoSign or eSign or uh, Signable. There's lots of them out there. Many of these apps, you can actually have a free trial. Uh, so not a free trial. You can you can actually upload documents. If you're not hiring people like every day, you can actually upload a document, send it to somebody for free. What you can't do is store templates on their system. That's what they make you pay for. And so by doing that, you can actually do this for free and get them get them to electronically sign their, their agreement. So you've got that done, and now that you're actually um, ready to to get them on board. So then they basically arrive at that meeting. So in that in that email, sorry, you've got your position agreement, terms of engagement, and you've got your booking link. So they book that initial one to one call, and in the meantime, we send them an onboarding email, and that onboarding email asks them to set up a free Gmail account, but we want to take ownership of it. So it would be like systemsandoutsourcing.va at gmail.com. So it's our email address, but it's not, we don't own it. 
so to speak, G G Gmail own it, but the, the virtual assistant doesn't. Uh, so you get them to set that up. Get them, using that, they can set up their accounts for our task manager. They can set them up for LastPass. They can set them up for uh, their screen recording software, all the tools that we use in our company. We get the, the staff member to set those all up using the email address that we provide for them. So we don't have to do that part. And we created a lot of training videos to show how each of those things are done, the way we want it done, and how they then securely share all the login details with us so we can actually retain ownership of all these accounts after that person leaves. So they actually onboard themselves into the company. This helps a couple of things. One, it gives them some experience of using the apps. Well, two, it saves us a bunch of time, so we're not having to do this. Um, and three, I don't think there is a three, it's just those two things. It's absolutely brilliant and it saves huge amounts of time and effort, especially when if you're if you're rapidly hiring people uh, and growing your company. By having that person do that, it removes the burden of your IT. There are some things you'll have to do in, internally if you're setting up you know, users on specific uh, apps and software, for example, of course, but actually a bulk of this can be done by your staff when they're coming on. The next thing we do is we send them, as, again, before their welcome meetings. So this is like literally like day two. As soon as they return their or sign their position agreements and their um, terms of engagement, we're sending them this onboarding and this training stuff. So we want to get this person to hit the ground running. And so we pay them for the training, but we expect them to actually have done training before our you know, official day one, if you like. And the training will be showing them how to use all the core apps they need in their particular role. So we have a bunch of core apps that everybody needs to know how to use. So as I mentioned before, task managers, emails, file storage, uh, video um, recording software, password managing apps. So all those sorts of things, we just create a training video for each, showing them this is how we use these in our company. This is how you um, log in. This is how you you'll use your task board. This is how you communicate with us. This is how you'll use video to um, capture your screen. So we train them in these training videos which you created. So we only have to do this once. So we don't when when someone else someone new comes into the company, there's no time taken away from our team to get them set up and get them trained up. When they arrive on day one, they actually know how we work. They know they have access to all the apps because they set them up and they're ready to actually start working with this. So this makes you look like a super like organized and systemized business. This is like we get really good feedback from our, uh, our clients that have used this, but from not from the clients themselves. They obviously give good feedback as well, but actually from the people they're hiring. They said they've never seen a system as efficient at onboarding and training as the one that we have uh, implemented in our business that we that our clients use as well. Um, and that really sets off on a good note. They arrive at that meeting wanting to be a part of this company. If you've ever worked in big companies in the past, you'll know these sorts of things exist. But when you work for yourself and when you are the IT department, you are the HR manager, you are everything in your business, these are often the last things that you think about. But with a bit of forethought, at worst, the next time you hire somebody, you'll do this manually. But when you're doing it, you'll be recording your videos. You'll be recording the training. You'll record your one-to-one -one meetings with them when you're showing them how to use the app. That then becomes a training for your next person coming in. So at worst, you're going to have to do this once more. But at best, you can actually sit down, actually plan and do all this stuff beforehand if you've got the time to do that. If not, you just do it as you would anyway, but hit record when you're actually doing that live training. That welcome meeting is really the kickoff for the uh, for the whole uh, they're working with us. And on that welcome meeting, we want to get to know them. 
Find out a bit about them. Ask them about them. You know, what what do they like doing? What are their hobbies? Tell us about your family. Have you got, you know, where do you live? Do you support anybody else? You know, learn a bit about them and keep a note of that because that information is really good for building rapport. So you can ask, you know, about, oh, how's your your, your wife or how's your husband? You know, how are your kids? Oh, yeah, I think you mentioned you have three kids. If you've got the names as well from that initial meeting and you remember six months later, this person will be like, whoa, this is awesome. This person actually cares about me. You know, and that's a really, really good way to build rapport. And that welcome meeting is a great opportunity for doing that. During the welcome meeting, we also go through the position agreement. We go through that terms of engagement, answer any questions they've got. If there's any amendments needed or we negotiate anything different uh, before we kick off, then we do that live. It's done. Everybody's happy. Everybody knows what where they stand, who's responsible for doing what, how they're going to work together. They're already trained up. They're already onboarded. And then they can really get going and hit the ground running. So that's really it. That is how we onboard. The, the, I guess the last part of the onboarding process is we actually book in on that initial one, that initial welcome meeting. We book in a weekly one-to-one from week one. So, okay, from week two, like I say. So if you, we have the welcome meeting on a Wednesday. Well, after the, their first one-to-one would be the following week, so the following like Wednesday or whatever. And that one-to-one meeting happens every single week at the same time. It's half an hour long and it follows a very structured approach. We start that meeting by saying, over to you. Well, that's what I say. You can say whatever you want, but don't ask them a question. So don't ask them, how was your weekend? Don't ask them, how are you? Just say, over to you, or there you go. It's your turn, whatever. Because what you want to do is give them the opportunity to talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about. Nine times out of 10, they'll talk about work. They'll talk about something that's challenging. They'll talk about a task that they're working on they want help with. But now and again, something will come up. And having this space, this opportunity to let that person let you know what's on their mind pays back in dividends for building trust and long-lasting relationships. And so this, when I started this, I was thinking, well, why am I going to, you know, I'm going to talk about like half an hour a week. I'm going to talk about like personal stuff. I want to get on with work. You know, actually, I quite, I quite like the, you know, actually, I was probably being it harsh. I actually really enjoy meeting and getting to know people. But from a business point of view, I did, I did think this may, you know, maybe this isn't the best use of time. What actually happened is, as I said, nine times out of 10, you end up talking about the stuff that's important to them at work. But it's those gems that come out when there's something happens in their family, their life. And then you've given them an opportunity to voice that because you've been doing this week in, week out. You've built that trust and then they feel confident they can tell you about this thing that's happening in their lives. And therefore, you can then be receptive to that and be um, empathetic towards it and actually make their like maybe they reduce their workload or just give them some support. Or, you know, I've actually given some some extra financial support at certain times or give them some extra time off, paid time off if bad things have happened in people's families. And that, do be able to do that, being aware of that is a gift as a business owner. Because when you're a small business owner, you're working with people on the other side of the world who you never probably met, most of the time they won't tell you any of this stuff. They'll just work on through it. Their work quality will drop. You'll get annoyed. They'll get stressed. The relationship will break down. It'll end. These one-to-one meetings, which is why I'm stressing it now to do this and book this in when you're on board them and in that welcome meeting, allow you to build a relationship with that person which avoids the unexpected happening or avoids the misunderstanding or avoids you thinking somebody's not under that they're underperforming when actually their you know their, their parents have just died or you know their, their kids in hospital or something this is the opportunity that you get to learn about your staff and that is absolutely priceless so 
that's really it. I guess the last thing we do to actually we book in a uh, team meeting. So we if you know we get everybody in the in the team together to welcome the new member of staff. And um, when we actually got to, we we up to about fourteen staff at one point, and we were hiring quite quickly. We didn't do this every time. We just did this at the a monthly meeting. So we had a monthly meeting with all the staff, and then. Um, we actually just got them involved in that and we got them to introduce themselves and everybody in the meeting just introduce themselves, what their name is, how long they've been in the company and what they do and how they can help. And then at least there's an introduction made and it makes it easier for people to communicate. If you just start now and it's your first member of staff, then obviously you don't need to do that. But if you have got a team, it's a really good idea. Um, and I guess the one thing, I will mention one thing more, which is something I've been doing now for the past couple of months that's been really effective. And I recommend that this is this is something you should try as well if you're not already. And that is to have a daily stand-up, we call it. And this is a word borrowed from Agile Project Management, which is we've sort of adapted and adopted that uh, approach to project management in our company. And uh, the daily stand-up is li literally, we get everybody together, and depending on how big your company is, it may be departmental or it may be, uh, as we do now, just have everybody in the same meeting. And then each person just goes through you know, any challenges faced yesterday, you know, were they overcome, do they have any problems still? What are the tasks they're gonna work on today other than their just regular day-to-day -day, uh, routine recurring tasks? So what other new tasks are they working on today? Do they see any problems in that? You know, Do they need any help from anybody in the group? It takes two minutes each, three minutes each, uh, you go around and literally that is a brilliant opportunity. Everybody meets every day. It brings people together, but also it allows you to, at the beginning of the day, fix people's problems so they can get on with their work. So they're not just sat there, you know, struggling to get stuff done, which then delays uh, things getting done in the long run. So that's it. That is, uh, in a nutshell, how we onboard our staff. We get them trained up. We get them welcomed into the company and we make sure that we are making the best first impression we possibly can. So we are having the best chance of that person sticking around in the long term and the best chance they're going to put in the most amount of effort because they really want to be a part of our company because it stands out from the crowd. And if you do this, you will too. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. Before you go, I want to share one last thing with you. I've put together a special collection of resources to accompany the series on recruitment. In there, you'll find templates, you'll find guides, you'll find visual walkthroughs of everything I'm talking about in these episodes. To get the guide, simply go to bit.ly forward slash sys hyphen 10. That's bit.ly forward slash sys hyphen one zero. And it's all in lowercase. You'll also find the link in the show notes. This guide will make implementing what we're talking about here far, far easier. So go to bit.ly forward slash sys hyphen 10 and get your free copy. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. 
So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Oh,